Hello, hello again, folks. I am so glad to be back with you all here at the beginning of Season 3 of The Art of Being. I'm Slade Powell. I'm your host. I'm joined by Hartley Barkley, my co-host, a tiny chihuahua with a lot of opinions. This season on the podcast, you can expect to hear more about what you can do in your life that can help you be supported and support yourself in connecting more deeply with your intuition, with your personal messages that guide you, and actually live from that place, live from that guidance. Take that note and run with it. Often this is the hardest part of any kind of spiritual work. There's the shadow work, which is um, deeply obnoxious. <laughs> at least I think so. That I never want to do the shadow work. I never want to look at the shitty stuff. But I gotta. And we all gotta. And so this season is about getting more in touch with how we can, um, in really practical ways, take all of the stuff that we know, the stuff that we've learned as people, as spiritual people, as, you know, woo folks out here in the world, and turn it into something that we can actually use. How do you integrate with the divine? How do you become one with the universe? How do you live as a spark of everythingness in the midst of everythingness, knowing that you are one with everything, but you still have to like pay your light bill and deal with your obnoxious neighbors and go to work? Like, how do you do that? <laughs> So we're going to be getting more into dealing with these topics this season, and I'm really stoked to dive into it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I know I'm going to have fun. I think you're going to have fun, and I think that all of us together will really discover something precious and new in how we integrate our sense of self with what appears to be external, which is the universe, the divine, the all that is, the whatever you call it, God, whatever you call it, and make it, not make it, but see how those things, us and the divine, are actually one thing. But really, how do we, once seeing that, take action from that place? How do you locate yourself as the divine itself and what do you do then what do you do with that what do you even do do you do with that aside from having a great moment in meditation what do you do with that so this season is all about that all about living from that place of finding your integration with your knowledge of who you truly are which is the divine the all that is God had uh, the spark of everythingness, nothingness, the void, I, all of it. I think we can agree that we all use different words to talk about the same thing and uh, can manage to get there 
without getting too confused about it. And at the end of this episode, I will channel through the Akashic Records for us as a group, for all the listeners of this podcast, present, future, past, I guess. Time is an illusion. And channel through for the records what we can actually do in concrete, practical terms to build more trust in ourselves and in our intuition and find that um, divine guidance very directly. As we are having this discussion about uh, becoming one with that shit, um, why don't we talk to that shit (laughs) in the most direct and easy way possible? As always, with everything that you learn from me or from elsewhere, take what resonates for you and drop the rest. In the words of the immortal Walt Whitman, you shall no longer take things at second or third hand, nor look through the eyes of the dead, nor feed on the specters in books. You shall not look through my eyes either, nor take things from me. You shall listen to all sides and filter them from yourself. As we go through this season, please listen for what resonates for you. Listen for what sparks your heart. Listen for what hits you in that awkward way that you're like, oh God, oh no, that's me. Oh shit. And work with those things. There's an abundance of knowledge out there and not every piece of knowledge is ever going to be out there for you at this time. This is the divine timing part. The, uh, when the student is ready, the guru appears kind of thing. That is all about you learning to walk the path itself, learning how to tell and determine when the path is under your feet and what part of the path you're standing on and what you need in order to move forward the next step. So let's talk about intuition. I know I've talked about intuition before on this podcast. I know that some of you know that I'm an inner voice facilitator, which is a person who is trained to assist and facilitate other people tapping into their intuition more deeply, being able to essentially train other people to channel their intuition the way that I channel the Akashic Records. Your intuition is yours. It is something that you own. You can't lose it couple of misconceptions. You can never lose it. You also can't actually lose your connection to it. All you can do is not listen. But sort of like having uh, obnoxious, noisy neighbor neighbors upstairs, you're not listening doesn't make them go away. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> in the case of the neighbors. The biggest thing that we come up against in our intuition is that Trusting your intuition is trusting yourself. I'm going to say that again in a different way. The biggest thing that we butt up against in trusting our intuition is that it is so hard in our conditioning and the way that we have been conditioned as children, as adults, as humans in society. We have been trained not to trust ourselves. We have been trained to put our faith trust and sense of security outside of ourselves in other things and 
coming home to yourself, coming home to find who you are inside and to trust and listen to and follow your inner guidance is the ultimate, basic, most simple, and for many people, elusive and hard to find building block of the path itself. You can't get anywhere if you can't listen to yourself hear yourself and hear your inner guidance, which is your heart's desires, which is your heart itself, which is your inner voice speaking its truth. That's what your intuition is. You're also getting messages through that same channel, that same intuition that are from your soul, from your higher self that are like don't go there. Don't talk to that person. Do talk to this person. You know, leave this thing. You know, this isn't good for you. Like, you can get those messages in an abundance of different ways. Some people see images, some people hear words, some people uh, smell or taste something that brings up a memory or a. Um, like a like an emotion emotions are also can be very intuitive um it is always something that feels very distinct it's a distinct experience different than any other experience that you're having such as um some childhood uh fear being activated or and having the emotions and uh, sympathetic nervous response that come with that we'll be talking a lot about the nervous system in this season guys there's a lot about the nervous system that we need to deal with in order to be able to feel and sense and touch these emotions and these connections to the universe and to be able to uh, discern most accurately their source where when it's coming from your conditioning and when it is coming from your higher self or your intuition or your universal connection so getting really connected to what you're feeling what you're noticing in any given moment the experience that you're having is another way to say that the experience that you're having in any given moment is indicative of everything that you are absorbing all of the sensory information that you are picking up and that includes your extrasensory perception of everything that's going on around you like your intuitive nudges your intuitive hits your feeling about how things are going you're picking up on energy recognizing what your normal experience is i'm using normal in quotes here but your everyday experience when you are just like going around doing whatever making breakfast or taking a shower or whatever and nothing particularly interesting is happening that's your normal basal basal baseline experience and the more you note what that is like the more you'll be able to more accurately categorize when it's different than that 
and what's really happening when it's different than that. When your emotions are spiked, when you're feeling something you don't understand, when um, anything out of the ordinary is is coming up, or things that are ordinary, like if you notice, the more you notice your baseline experience and what it's actually feels like because it's not nothing your baseline experience has a lot going on there's a lot of data happening and there's a lot of vibrating happening and there's a lot of you know you're having an emotional experience at every moment you're alive and you're having specific thought patterns every moment you're alive so the more that you are able to notice that the more you're able to notice even normal patterns like how that changes when you encounter your mom your dad, other family members, your partner, your friends, your coworkers, that coworker, fuck that guy. The extremely varied amount of stimulation that you normally come into in a normal life day is amazing. It's wild. If you, The more you pay attention to what's happening internally, the more you don't need to go and like seek out chaotic of weird people or whatever to have an exciting experience because the experience that you're having internally is fucking exciting. There's always something happening in there. It's real neat. And I am going to, as a blanket statement, call this entire process of Becoming more aware of your resting state, your normal, boring, nothing is really going on experience, that process of becoming aware of that is what mindfulness is. When we think of mindfulness, a lot of us immediately picture like meditating for 10 days in silence on the top of a mountain in Tibet, surrounded by monks, probably in one position on top on like and you haven't eaten in like six days and you're on top of an ice cave, whatever, like <laughs> That's not necessarily what it takes to become mindful. Meditation is extremely helpful. Strongly, strongly, strongly recommend mindfulness meditations. They are real damn good. Even the ones that aren't specifically about mindfulness, like it's called something else. It's like meta meditation. It's a body centric meditation. It's a chakra meditation. Any meditation is great. So you don't have to meditate and when it comes to mindfulness, sitting in one place doing literally nothing but looking at your thoughts and your emotions and your experience, I mean, you can't get better than that, frankly. But fundamentally, what we're talking about when we're talking about mindfulness is creating enough space in your brain that you can notice what your brain and your experience is doing. Simple. So finding ways through the day to just notice your normal patterns is a great way to also get into this space. Sometimes your normal patterns aren't necessarily coming up either when you are on a cushion sitting in silence. And there's a lot of benefit from also taking the time to notice through the day what is really coming up for you. And this can be really helpful as well. Like mindfulness comes up for noticing that resting state and then noticing the changes that it makes when you encounter other stimuli like your mother like any person place or thing going to different places and noticing how your body reacts how your mind reacts is amazing very fucking helpful so any amount of mindfulness that you practice will help you to recognize when you're getting 
intuitive nudges and recognize that they're different than that. It helps you get connected to, oh, but what does my brain actually sound like? What's my mind voice actually sound like? And be able to tell the difference between your mind and your intuition, which is, as someone who has worked with many people who are getting deeper in touch with their intuition, that's the biggest thing that people trip up on is, is it my mind or my inner voice? Is it my brain having various thoughts or is it my intuition? If you have a thought like, I should call that person, I should call my mom, I should call my caregiver, I should call the person that I, you know, loved who raised me or who I hate who raised me, whatever, no judgment. Sometimes that thought comes from intuition. You're like, oh, call that person. And sometimes that thought comes from conditioning. Especially if you have a parent who conditioned you to be constantly in touch with them, for instance. Someone who had really crappy boundaries, perhaps, or wanted you to never, ever, 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 ever leave. Or whatever, whatever their deal was. You might have conditioning that also is there in the mix. And it doesn't always mean that your intuition is not something to listen to in that moment. It means that you also have conditioning. That's it. That's all it means. Having conditioning means you have conditioning. And what there is to do with conditioning is find out what it is and recognize how to listen to it, what it sounds like, and the kinds of shit it says. It always says the same shit. Conditioning is really repetitive. When you start noticing the patterns that it gives you, it gets real obvious. You should be working. You should still be working. Why did you say that? They're going to hate you. If you're not productive, then you won't have any societal value and no one will have any you know, reason to support you and you'll be completely worthless and uh, you'll end up, who cares? You'll end up in a box, but no one will care. These are things that mine says. And the point is less about the content. The content is going to feel important. The content is not important. The content of your conditioning, what it says, you're going to end up in a box on the street and no one will care about you. That's not actually important. What's important for me when I notice that part of my conditioning is to notice, ah, that's the conditioning. That is not me. That is not true. Those are not actual conscious fears that I have. And these unconscious conditioned fears are not based on anything real that has to do with anything going on right now. Because they said the same thing when I was in high school and got a D in integrated three math. How do you practice? What do you do then? Once you have a basic idea of what your head sounds like, how do you hear your higher self, your heart's desire, your true guidance? so glad you asked you boost that shit by practicing listening to it just like you had to practice listening to the mind to be able to hear what the mind sounds like you're gonna have to practice listening to the intuition to hear what the intuition sounds like and then once you get a really good sense of both of those 
different um, voices, if you will, then you'll be able to more easily tell them apart and be able to, on a daily basis, use your intuition more effectively to live and be able to hear the messages that you're getting more clearly. I keep saying here and I keep saying voice and I just want to reiterate that it doesn't really always come through as a voice. Mine likes to give me like a full body like picture. It loves making movie references. Like I will just get a sense of like a scene from a movie or I will get song lyrics or whatever that um, give a, a, a much more full picture of whatever it is that my intuition is handing me. Um, like if I, if it's giving me like a reassurance, I'll get lyric, I'll get song lyrics that are reassuring and that say, you know, it's going to be all right or whatever. And sometimes I'll see like a funny moment in a, in a movie in my, in my brain will just pop into my mind the way that, you know, things just pop into your brain out of nowhere. And, um, I won't have thought about this maybe for, 10 years and it'll just be a scene for movie that's just like it's all like this is not very serious this is this is just a like a funny outtake from life and uh and that's the message is that this is a funny outtake from life like this this thing is not that important um or perhaps it'll be something more serious sometimes something that's like look at this about yourself like recognize yourself in this character or whatever i get all sorts of intuitive messages in all sorts of ways and it's only through a lot of practice especially over the last few years because pandemic (laughs) what else are you gonna do i made a lot of jam and got really into my intuition and those practices can be done on purpose as well as uh just growing over time you get better over time there's no shortcut if there were, I'd give it to you. This is it. This is the shortcut. Do the work. Notice the difference between your mind and your inner voice so that when you later are confused because it's something that you can't tell, you can just ask, is this my mind or my inner voice? Ooh. And you can do it kind of yourself for the most part. Um, and you can ask for help, which we'll get into as well here. But when it comes to practicing, hearing your intuition and noticing it, here are some great practices. Here are some great places to start. It's really common and natural, I think, to try to dive in with the big questions you really want answers to. To treat your intuition like some kind of uh, answer vending machine and say, you know, intuition, you know, what do I do about my marriage? Or what do I do about my crappy job? Or what do I do about my job that I actually like, but they're just not promoting me? Uh, And that's really annoying. Or what do I do about this health problem that is really plaguing my mind? It is so natural to just want answers to all of these things and all of these things have answers all of the all of every question you could ask has an answer 
here's the true secret to practicing, though. All of those questions have a strong emotional component that you are freaking out about on some level. You have a lot of conditioning about this thing somewhere in the background. You have a lot of them. It's very emotionally alive for you. And there's that means that there's a lot of other static in the line when it comes to hearing that answer. And we're going to get into creating clarity in a future episode and clearing out space where you have a lot of static. But for the moment, give yourself the gift of starting small with things that don't really matter to you. When it comes to practicing, if you have a pretty good connection to your intuition already, or if this is something that you've been doing for a while, or if you have some big question like that and you're able to process the emotions about it, set those emotions aside and be with the matter in a way that allows you to create an open container that has a lot of space for whatever comes through from your intuition. If you're able to do that, fucking go for it. Hit those big questions. If you're not there yet, you will just keep going. If you're not there yet, here are some great places to start. Try your clothes. When I get up in the morning and I get dressed, I use my intuition to pick out my clothes in the morning. It's something that I started for fun during 2020, and I just haven't stopped. I always get dressed with my intuition in the morning. I open up my, I go in my closet and I open up um, whatever drawer feels right and or i look at um whatever clothes are hanging and whatever it is that pulls my interest i put on sometimes i'm thinking about you know what i have to do that day and i'm like kind of you know aiming my gaze or my intention towards the kind of clothes that i know will be most appropriate for whatever i have going on that day and then I just sort of let my focus go soft and feel into what feels right. It can be, sometimes my mind wants to get in on this, the, the anxiety gets the better of me, and I end up standing there for 10 minutes. <laughs> That's not so normal anymore. But the, 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 what draws me first, what draws me immediately, that initial um pull is the thing and i just take that i put it on and then i grab the next thing that feels right that i need um you know if i've got a shirt on i'm looking at my pants which pants are going to be the pants for today and you know if i know that it i'm going to need something that's warm i'm looking at my warm pants and if i know that it's hot as balls out. I'm looking at my shorts and whichever one pulls me, that's the one I pick. It's like when if you're doing a tarot card or an oracle card spread and you spread the cards out in front of you and you just go with whichever ones pull you or or grab your interest or feel right. It's exactly the same. And I do that every morning with my clothes. It's a really easy way to connect with your intuition, to train yourself to feel that pull, to feel what it, to notice what it feels like. 
and then take action on it, which is huge. Um, when it comes to habit forming, noticing it and immediately taking action on it is one of the best ways to form a habit and reinforce that habit over repetition and over time to see the thing, do the thing and repeat is a great basic building block of creating a new habit, which is what you're doing when you're learning to listen to your intuition on the reg and um, live from there, which is what we're talking about. Just like clothes, you can do this with food. What food feels right? You know, I'm looking at breakfast foods. If I if it's breakfast time, if I know that I need something that's going to sustain me through the day, then I'm looking at those things. And, you know, this is sort this is also sort of finding the synthesis of your mind and your intuition. The mind knows how to do stuff like plan and the intuition knows how to do stuff like listen. And these two things together are amazing. Sometimes the intuition draws me to places that I would never have gone. I have put together some really incredible flavor combinations that I would never have put together on my own that uh, I am like, wow, this is really cool. Like I would never have put salsa on this, but it really works. And that's a great area um, as well to practice in. So are directions. Um if you're driving, you know, be a safe driver. Don't do anything stupid. But I like feeling the direction that I'm pulled in, especially if there's um, multiple ways to get to wherever I'm going. And I know that there are multiple routes that I could take. I like, you know, coming to the intersection where I got to make that choice and feeling the pull wherever I'm pulled towards. You know, am I going to take, I live in Seattle. Am I going to take, you know, a 99 or am I going to take I-5 or am I going to take Stone Way or am I going to, you know, do some other fucking thing? The ways to feel that can be really powerful then because uh, you know you need to make a decision and you're already in the vehicle. Like you're in the thing to make the choice. And so it can be a really easy way to do that. I also do that with parking. Um, I get great parking. I get amazing, amazing parking. And this is how I park is I, you know, I just go with where I'm pulled. And then and I look for parking as I go. That's it. <laughs> when I get close to my destination, I start looking for parking. And inevitably, there's perfect parking. So um, you can be a parking ninja this way as well. Just giving yourself the key is small areas that you can immediately take action on and that have zero or very little emotional uh, charge to them so that you can very clearly feel that pull. Now, the last thing I want to get into here about intuition before we open the records is I want to talk a little bit about trust because that's what underlies this whole situation touched on it earlier trust in your intuition is trust in yourself the more you teach yourself to trust your intuitive messages and your intuitive guidance 
the more you will find yourself trusting the other parts of yourself too, trusting your strengths, trusting your confidence, trusting in a higher power or a higher self, trusting that you can handle it. One concern that I hear frequently from people, especially when they're dealing with some area of their life where they do have a really strong emotional charge to that matter or that question is, but what if I don't like what I hear? What if I can't handle what I hear? What if the response from my intuition is something that I don't like? What do I do with that? (laughs) And sometimes people can get really immobilized by that fear that it's going to be too much, that you're going to get the answer that you don't want, that your intuition will tell you something that you don't want to hear. Do I have cancer? You'll get an answer you don't want to hear. That's the fear. Should I leave my spouse? That's the fear. You'll get an answer you don't want to hear. If you're asking the question, though, especially about something that's not like, do I have cancer, but something that you actually have control over, those responses become more terrifying because it's something you could actually do. You could leave your spouse. You could leave your shitty job. You could demand a promotion. You could do any manner of things. Um, In fact, we will be talking a lot about creatorship and taking creatorship of your life as a co-creator with the universe later this season. I'm just going to say it. You can handle anything your intuition has to throw at you. And your intuition will not throw at you more than you can handle. It's literally you. Your intuition is you. It's not some other, it's not an alien that like is speaking. It is not some weird shit that you can't control. It is you. It's the energetic part of you. It's the conduit through which your higher self, your divine power, your greater than you uh, God or whatever it is that or the universe, whatever it is that you call it. It's the way that you hear, see and tell your connection with that power. That's what intuition is. That's what intuition is. So the idea that it is more than you can handle is bullshit. That's just fear. That's just fear talking. That's the fear of, I'm afraid I'm going to have to do something that I don't, that that scares me. You're going to do a lot of things that scare you in your life. You're a powerful motherfucking person. All of you are motherfucking powerful people. Each of you is a power. Yeah, you know what I mean. The fear of being able to receive something that is overpowering or undesirable, you can receive things you don't want to hear. Any person that you love might tell you something you don't want to hear that's still true. This is a loving guidance. It is here for you to live your best life in alignment with your soul. Your soul is talking to you. Nobody else. 
You can handle your own soul, and your own soul loves you and wants the best for you. So it's not trying to jump scare you with some shit that you can't handle. It's just an unbased fear. It's just a way for your mind to keep you from listening. Because your mind, for a while, until it starts getting used to this whole process, your mind has fears about the process of listening to the intuition. The mind has been running things for a long time. And even though the intuition is actually better at navigating you through your life, the mind is uh, maybe not ready to accept that it is not your ideal GPS. And uh, you may deal with some um, tantrums from your mind on this. That's normal. Just keep listening. That's it. Anything that keeps you, bet- that comes between you and practicing your intuition in everyday use, in more and more interesting and uh, emotionally charged ways over time as you get more adept at feeling your way through those emotional charges. Anything that comes between you and your inner voice is just your mind yelling about stuff because it's freaking out. It's not important, even though the content of what it says is designed to make it seem important. That's it. So, take that as a start. This is not by any chance a comprehensive uh, course on intuitive learning. <laughs> this is... this is one podcast episode. If there is more that you want to hear, if there's anything that you want to get further into in this topic, please reach out to me. I want to know so that we can really address the things that matter to you the most and meet you where you're at. If you want more advanced uh, stuff, hit me with that. What are you coming up against? What is between you and your inner voice? What gets in your way? What trips you up? tell me. I want to know. You can contact me through my website, sladepowell.com. There's a contact page there. Please use it. I always want to hear from everybody. I always want to hear from you, especially if you are a regular listener of this podcast, but also if this is the first time you've ever tuned in. I want to know. I want to hear from you. So on that note, I think it's time to open the records and let's see what they have to say about our intuitions and how we can connect more effectively and trust ourselves through the process. The records are now open. question for the lords of the records is how can people in in particular the people who listen to this podcast now 
when it comes out or later in the future, whenever they come to it? How can we build more trust in ourselves and in our intuition? There is no formula for looking inward more. It is just something that you do more and more and more of and more of again over time throughout your life as you become someone who cares about what's going on inside. You don't suddenly turn into another person, someone who listens better or follows directions well. You just, you will just become the person you are, listening better and following directions well. And when we say follow directions... We mean from yourself. There isn't an outer source of wisdom with whom you commune or connect or who tells you what to do. It isn't like following directions in class or from a boss or from some other outside source of information or insight or wisdom. This is an inside source, as they say. An insider information source inside of you. Always. And forever. Inside of you. Forever. You can't get rid of it, and you can't waylay its information source gathering. It is unending in knowledge and uninhibited in delivering it. Unlike the mind, this part of you is unlimited. The mind has limits. So it isn't as though the mind has answers and the rest of it, the inner source guide is fantasy or knows nothing of true knowledge of how to live in this world. It isn't as though the mind has the only true and better knowledge of how to get on with living as a mind in this world. Even that kind of knowledge 
pales in comparison with what is available through your inner voice, being, knowledge, whatever you want to call it. You know this. This is not a knowledge drop. You're not dropping knowledge on you right now. You know it's better down there, in there, but afraid. A fear that when the knowledge comes out from inside, you won't like it, or you'll hate it, or the mind will freak out about it. Only the mind can be afraid of the inner voice, inner source, inner knowing, inner life that you have without any say-so or permission from the mind. We'd like to answer. But only the inner voice source, knowing, being, source guide, etc. can tell you where you're really at and can lead you onward to where you're going. So, how to lead first? From the inner voice, source, being, etc. You get the idea. Make up your mind. The mind. Make up the mind to do it. Just decide. Say, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's listen inward. Let's try and see where it gets us. See where it happens next. And you will be surprised, no matter what, by what you see and find and realize in this lifetime is available from that knowledge source inner voice, inner being, inner wisdom, etc. You're great at being a puppet in a good way of the mind but now you want to be a puppet of the inner voice inner wisdom inner being inner knowledge etc instead of letting the mind 
drag you around by the nose wherever it wants to go to this thought and this thought and that thought and this thing and that worry and this concern and this anxiety point and induce anxiety inducing thought bubble and then this thought and that thing over there and this thing that used to happen but doesn't anymore but we might as well worry about it anyway and onward and onward and onward around and around from there that's how the mind leads With the inner voice, inner source, inner whatever, inner etc. The leading looks very different. It says, go here. Do this thing. Talk to this person. And you don't get more than one step at a time. This is not like a maps program on your GPS that gives you all the steps from here to get from here all the way to there all at once and you can look at them ahead of time decide on your route and say yes i will take that one this looks like the best route for today now with your intuition your inner knowing your inner child your inner everything that that thing's route is one step and you take it okay next step this and you take it and then you wait and then you see you worry in the middle. Oh my god, I've been waiting too long. Oh my god, is it ever coming? Oh no, I've lost it completely. I've lost the thread. I'm off the path. I have no idea what I'm doing. And then next step appears. This. Very clearly. Take that step. And you're reminded that it takes a lot of knowing how to handle the impatience of not knowing to walk these steps to walk this path it's not easy but it's not hard either just is this way so how to trust more build your patience and give yourself some credit here 
again for all the moments you have listened, taken the steps. Doesn't matter if you lost track of yourself while you were walking them, taking them. If you lost track, thought you were the mind, started listening to it, talking again, doesn't matter. Keep going. Keep giving yourself credit for each step that you take. And keep going. That's it. The records are now closed. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to learn more about the Akashic Records and how I work with people one-on-one, you can find more information on my website, sladepowell.com slash Akashic Records, A-K-A-S-H-I-C-R-E-C-O-D-S. If you feel called to work with me, It is my privilege to hold space for you and to connect directly and personally to your records in a safe, caring, virtual environment with total anonymity where you can get answers, real concrete answers to the kinds of questions that you may have thought you would never, ever understand. Like, what am I doing here? What is this particular experience supposed to have taught me? How can I create a better relationship with the people in my life? What contracts do I have with them that we created before we were all born into these lives? What past lives are informing the life I live today. And what's really going on here? And how can I better understand myself, the world I live in, and the life that I lead? All of these are great questions to bring to the records and to get your own full, personalized responses and answers to the big questions of your life. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.